Welcome to Birth Stories in Color, a podcast creating community for people of color to share and learn from birth stories of all types. We're your hosts, Laurel Gurrier and Danielle Jackson. Today's episode features Lauren Collins, a birth worker for over eight years. The wisdom and experiences of families she supported over the years empowered her during her own birth. A bit was peaceful, intense, and also faster than expected. Hello, Lauren. Welcome to the show. Hi. Lauren, can you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and your family? Yeah, so I am a mom of one. I have a 20-month-old named Luca, and um, I live right now in DFW area with uh, my husband, Jonathan, and of course, Luca and our first our fur baby, uh, Cooper. And we are in the process of actually relocating back to my hometown, Houston. So that's kind of on our, on our calendar for the summer. And I have, I'm a prenatal and, um, pediatric chiropractor. So I've been working in that industry now going on six years. And I also am a birth doula, even though I have, hung up my doula hat um, over the past couple years just with my own pregnancy and um, then just having nerves about having my my practice by myself and having a small you know child and everything. So um, I've kind of put that on pause, but prior to that, I got my doula training in 2013 and have attended births on and off since then. Um, most recently, I was with an agency in Houston, and then I just kind of pivoted to taking births here and there for, um, you know, patients of mine that I had close relationships with or even um, friends and have a couple friends that are going to be due towards the end of the year. So I might be dusting my doula hat off again for them. <laughs> Well, that's exciting. You guys have a move going on, but then also I know how it can feel to make that shift and change with your career, right? Um, mm-hmm. And and holding space for families when you have a little one can be challenging without all the proper supports around it, right? Yeah. Yeah. With him being my first, I was just so nervous about like, you know, with sleep schedules and um nursing him and if I was going to pump at births. And then of course we just have thrown in the pandemic situation and how, you know, not just birth workers, but, you know, really families too have been navigating what support is going to look like right now. So it has just been a whirlwind couple of years. So. Absolutely. Now, can you tell us about your pregnancy with Luca? So I, we actually moved to, um, Fort Worth. We moved to the DFW area in December of 2018. And I found out I was pregnant in January of 2019. And we had planned to, you know, for 2019 to be like the year that we would start trying to, you know, start our family, but the move was uh, pretty unexpected. So, and also we when we had decided to start trying i got pregnant pretty quickly so all of it was kind of unexpected with like that's one thing about 
being in my industry, I feel like I sometimes have a little bit too much information of like, you know, it's normal for it to take, you know, a few cycles or sometimes longer to get pregnant. And so that was kind of the expectation that I had set for myself. And I ended up getting pregnant really quickly. And I actually had a really, I was one of those people that really enjoyed being pregnant. I I did have, you know, some discomfort here and there. Some of the most memorable things being um, like the restless legs or like leg cramps at night. And then feeling just the pulling of uh, my belly as my belly grew. And those are like the most notable things. Not being able to breathe, you know, having baby feet in your ribs, that kind of thing. But overall, I felt really beautiful when I was pregnant. You know, I had the glow and, you know, my hair grew long and I was pregnant during the summer, which in Texas, people are always like, oh, you know, I feel sorry for you. You have to go through the whole summer in the heat. But I I actually love the heat. So it was just a lot of iced tea and popsicles and pool time. So I really enjoyed it. And um, I worked throughout my whole pregnancy as well as a chiropractor. So I thought I would be like a really fit person in terms of like just taking workout classes, doing, doing lots of prenatal yoga and all of that. But I found that my body was calling me to rest more than anything at the times when I wasn't at work because my work is so physical. So it it was also a lesson in just having a, a deeper appreciation for my body's needs and listening to my body, even if it didn't fit, you know, like the prescription of what is ideal, you know, throughout pregnancy of you know, doing all the prenatal workouts or, you know, doing your yoga and things like that. So, yeah. I'm glad you were able to enjoy it. You're right. Summer pregnancies, no matter where you're at, can sometimes be really uncomfortable for people. But if you loved it and it was just more of what you love, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, that's awesome. But thinking about what you said about the knowing so much about, you know, fertility and, and how that works. Was it something that um, you found as you were going through it yourself that you thought that you guys might need additional support? I did have a lot of nerves, even though realistically, you know, just considering, you know, my medical history and I have normal healthy cycles and no pre-existing condition. Same thing with my husband. He's super healthy. So there was nothing really to make me think we might have trouble, but there were still those nerves Um, because, I mean, you do hear of those situations, which again, it's just kind of what you hear. We, We don't know the depth of everybody's medical history or the things that people are actually walking through most of the time. Or you hear like, oh, you know, they're healthy and we're not really sure why, but, you know, we're trying and haven't gotten pregnant yet. So in the back of my head, I kept thinking like, okay, I'm going to do everything to set myself up for success. I was really good about, you know, getting examined beforehand and taking my prenatals. And I even started therapy before we conceived to just prepare myself for parenting and, um, despite all of that, it's still, I still had those nerves and I didn't feel super confident going in. 
And I actually, now that I think about it, I remember I used to do, um, I, when we moved into the house, I set up, I do Yoni steams, not super often, but occasionally that was something I did preconception. And I had my little steam box set up and I would do my steams and meditate. And I remember like just asking for any like wisdom or whatever I needed for my womb to be the perfect home for my baby. And I just really felt like a sense of peace of like, you're perfect the way you are. Like your body and your womb is already um, the best home for your baby. And shortly after that, I actually found out I was pregnant (laughs) after that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's typically a lot of times, not to say that some people don't need additional support, but sometimes as soon as you mentally relax into it, right. And just allow, just allow, right. (laughs) It just kind of happens for a lot of people. Now you said that you did go into, um, like a therapy as you prepare for parenting. And we often hear about people, you know, taking birth classes and doing all the things um, to prepare for the physicality of it. Right. But it's not as often that we hear people doing therapy in advance. How did you feel like that helped you? I felt like it was, it helps me reflect on a lot of my own wounds surrounding um, family dynamics and, um, also helped me in beginning the journey of setting healthy boundaries for myself. And, you know, that's still just such a journey, but my, my mother and I have very different personalities and different outlooks on life. And so we bump heads a lot and have a hard time understanding each other. And that's, that's always been just kind of a struggle for us. And so that was impacting me when it came to thinking about what type of mother I would be and what type of mother I would want to be. And so that, that's something that I, um, I sought out therapy to explore and start to just discuss and work through and again, you know, start building those healthy boundaries, start building confidence in myself and figuring out what was right for me and my family versus maybe repeating old patterns that weren't um, healthy or weren't suitable, you know, for the life that we were trying to create in the family dynamic we were trying to create. And as you are a birth worker yourself and having been trained and you're preparing for your own birth, how did you actually help your um, husband in this process? So we did, we hired a, um, we hired a doula. So I I know that's a big misconception about doulas is a lot of people think that your doula will take the place of your partner, but truly your doula is, they help bring everyone together and they're supportive of not just you, but also your partner. And she was super helpful to, we first were able to gauge his knowledge, which I was very proud of him. We were going to do some childbirth education and we did like a little quiz over anatomy and the stages of labor. And he actually knew like all the anatomy (laughs) and he was like so well-versed on everything. So she helped us just navigate that. And also 
act as a sounding board and talk through a lot of the changes that happen, not just with birth, but also our relationship. Um, so having a doula was a huge support. I did get the um, Bradley childbirth book for husbands for him. He read some of it to mostly to appease me. I think he was feeling really confident, but he knew that I really wanted him to read it to feel like, you know, he was studying or doing something. So he did that. And I will say he is also really great about um, reaching out to his community. And he has a great community of mentors and even, you know, peers that are in similar life stages or, you know, are further along um, in the journey of parenthood. So he really reached out to his village as well to other men and, um, you know, friends of his to get feedback from them and just kind of wrap his head around what his role would be throughout the pregnancy and the birth and then, um, you know, a parent moving forward. Awesome. Tell me about your birth experience. How did it go? Um, It was really so kind of going back to like the birth worker thing, right? So I'm a first time mom. And I have been through all of the, been through the years of like coaching and supporting other people through the process and seeing some similarities when it comes to like expectations and expectations that can sometimes be unrealistic because when it comes to labor and birth, things are unpredictable and there's like a, it's like an interesting balance between having your plan and, and setting out your intention for what you want, but also being open and willing to receive how things unfold. So I went in thinking that I would go past my due date, you know, air quotes, due date. And I'd probably be, you know, 41 weeks, 42 weeks, because that's totally normal for first time moms was mentally preparing for, you know, a marathon of labor And neither of those things happened for me. So I started having Braxton Hicks contractions on a Wednesday and they were pretty, pretty nonstop. Like I couldn't really walk around or do anything without contracting. And I, that day I asked my husband to stay home. And I remember us being like, we we're walking around Trader Joe's or something. And I kept kind of pausing when I would have contractions. And he was like, you know what? We should probably just go home. Like you need a rest. And then of course, things fizzled out. Nothing came of it. So Thursday rolls around and I was still contracting, but not as frequently. And it seemed like things had fizzled out. And I spoke to my midwife. My husband went to work that day. I spoke to my midwife and she was like, you know what? This is one of those situations where mentally you can get worn out. So just try not to get worked up. Don't feel like you have to be doing things. Um, Enjoy your time. Go out to dinner with your husband tonight. Do some things you enjoy. So we uh, got some Thai food for dinner. Um, That day I got a reflexology massage. So I was just going to, I was like, okay, I'm just going to be in complete denial until I just can't, like I know it's time. And so that night um, I woke up around 3 a.m. The contractions woke me up. So I guess Thursday night, Friday morning. 
contractions woke me up and I got out of the bed. I texted my midwife. Um, I got out of the bed. I asked my husband to wash the dishes <laughs> at a home birth. And I was like, I can't have anybody in the house and it's dirty. And they're thinking that we're dirty and it's uncomfortable. So he was very sweet and washed the dishes for me. And me still being in that like mindset of denial of like, okay, things are happening, but this is not like time. Like this isn't it, if you will. I started making banana nut muffins. So I put some bananas in the oven oven on low and was like, okay, I'm going to brown these bananas and I'm going to make muffins for my birth team. So I had the bananas going and then I went back and decided to lay down again and try to go back to sleep. So I slept in kind of like tossed and turned through contractions from about like 4 a.m. to around like 6 to 7 a.m. And that was when I was like, I cannot, I can't lay down anymore. Like this is, I'm feeling some things. And I called my midwife and she listened to me through some contractions and um, was like, you know, you're doing great. Just keep at it. And I got into the shower. And at that point, it was, I got into the shower because I wanted to wash up. I was like, okay, if things are happening, I probably should just shower, put on whatever I'm wanting to wear for labor. So I had like a robe and a, and a you know, soft bra that I was going to wear. And when I was in there, the contractions started getting really intense and I had my husband try to like do some hip squeezes and do to pressure on my lower back. And it just was not giving me any relief. And when I talked to my midwife again, at that point, the my contractions were like having multiple peaks. And she told me, she was like, okay, it sounds like baby is maybe not in a great position. So get in the bed. Like this is the position you should be in and just hang out there for a while. Also probably go ahead and call your doula if you're having, um, you know, a hard time coping and you need some support. So I call my doula and, um, my husband gets me in the bed and I did like an open knee chest position where I had my hips way up and was kind of resting my head and my hands, um, on some pillows because his head was kind of hanging out a little bit on my right side. And that is what was causing those contractions to peak. So my midwife wanted me to see if I can get his head out of my pelvis and straighten him up a little bit. And my doula got there maybe about 45 minutes to an hour later. And she had me do some lunges. And I joked with her after the fact because we had, we did lunges on the toilet. So she was like holding me on one side and I had one foot on the toilet and we alternated. And I think I did that through maybe 10 contractions each side or something. And it was super intense. So I joked her after the fact, I was like, I owe you like an adjustment, a massage or something, because I was just gripping. I had a death grip, like on her trap on like the side of her neck as I was trying to cope through those contractions. But then after that, it felt a lot more manageable. Um, It felt really good and like, okay, I can, I can handle this because I had that moment when those contractions were peaking where I was like, if this is what it feels like, I cannot do this natural birth thing. Like this is already super intense. So 
we, um, she got me on the ball at that point. I was in a good rhythm and, um, you know, coping and able to breathe through. So we were, I was just doing circles, hip circles on the ball and, you know, bouncing and kind of pacing back and forth in my bedroom. And, um, right off of our bedroom, we have French doors. And at this point it was about nine o'clock. So now the sun is out. It was like nice and, and cool and breezy still. So I wanted to go outside. We took the ball outside and my husband was with me and he had, you know, my water ready and snacks ready and that kind of thing. And I labored outside for maybe about an hour, hour and a half. And I think I just got super relaxed and I was very much in my rhythm and I asked to come back inside because I wanted to lay down and and try to take a nap and try to get some rest. So we get back into the bedroom and my doula sets me up with, I think I, I can't remember if it was the peanut ball or if it was just pillows, but she set me up in sideline with my hips hiked way up and you know, she, my husband starts trying to rub my leg and massage me. And I was like, no, I want my doula to do it. Her name is Ebony. I was like, no, I want Ebony to do it. So she starts massaging my legs and then she tells me, okay, I think I'm going to take a little break, give you guys some space, let you labor. Um, Maybe we'll even take a walk later, Um, but I'm going to leave for a little bit and then I'll come back. And I was like, you are not leaving. Like you have to stay. (laughs) And then like, I want to say I was laying in that position for maybe two contractions. And on that like second or third contraction, my water broke. And it was like an audible, like that super loud, dramatic pop with the water gushing. Kind of like what you think about on the movies or you see on the movies minus the splash on the floor because I'm in the bed. And (laughs) I remember being like, oh shit, my water broke. And they were like, are you sure? And I'm like, guys, I have on an adult diaper right now. Like my diaper is soaked. The sheets are wet. The pop was so loud. Our dog jumped in the bed. He's like a very anxious dog. Like he, when it rains, he jumps in the bed, like thunder, any loud noises. So the dog got scared and jumped in the bed with me. And at this point, my midwife is still on the way because it went from me being like, I think I'm ready to take a nap. So my doula had been sending pictures and video and communicating with the rest of the birth team. And again, I'm a first time mom. So everybody's like, okay, we will probably have a baby tonight. And um, (laughs) at that point, the midwife was asking if we could do like a pH test on um, the amniotic fluid just to make sure my water broke. And I was like, guys, why are we doing this? This is, I know that was my bag of water. Next contraction, I just felt like a jolt through my body and I started feeling pressure in my bottom. And I was like, he's coming out. Like I'm, I'm about ready to push. And I told my doula, I was like, I need the water. So she turns on the shower. My husband's in the background scrambling to pull the birth pool into the room and he didn't he didn't he doesn't know how to set it up so he didn't put the liner or anything in it he's just just like trying to figure out how to start filling it up quickly realizes that's not going to happen because it's going to take much longer than 
needed. And I pull, I put the ball in the shower with me and then I just start laboring in the shower and I'm feeling all of this pressure. At this point, the rest of the birth team is like making a mad dash to get to me. So everybody, Fort Worth is about an hour with no traffic away from Dallas. And that's where everybody on my birth team was coming from. And so they had started slowly making their way over. But again, thinking just by how I was coping and that I was ready to lay down and rest, they're like, okay, we're going to make our way over there, but we have time. So at this point, I'm feeling pushy and I'm in the shower. So my doula FaceTimes my midwife. And so she has the midwife on FaceTime. And it's kind of funny because (laughs) she's like, you see the screen like flipping back and forth between her GPS getting to me and just coaching me over FaceTime. And I remember like feeling that ring of fire and then immediately kind of like tensing up and like starting to grunt a little bit. And my doula was like, blow out your birthday candles, like slow things down. So I got control over my breathing. There's just so much going on. My midwife is on FaceTime coaching me. My doula is trying to stay, you know, hands off and not, you know, catch my baby and still coach me. My husband is like just right up on me, like kind of reaching his hands out, just ready to intervene and do something. So his job was to hold a flashlight. So he has a flashlight um, on me to see if I'm crowning or anything yet. And sure enough, I went very quickly, started crowning. And at that point, um, his head started crowning and my midwife um, was like, okay, he's been crowning for a little bit. So now we need you to go ahead and push out your baby. And so in a couple pushes, um, well, I'll backtrack before I started pushing same thing. My husband was like right there, just ready to help me out. And I remember telling him and telling the doula like, okay, it's just us now. Like we have to figure this out. And my doula was like, who I was like me and my baby, like, we just have to figure this out. So, um, with my midwife's instructions, I start pushing and in about two, I think I pushed maybe twice and I caught his head and I'm kneeling in the shower. So my husband catches his bottom before he hits the shower floor and I reached him up to my chest and, um, the midwife is still coaching me through because after the fact, she was explaining to me how she wanted me to push him out in case He needed to be resuscitated and so she could further coach me through, you know, what to do. So she had me suction him with my mouth. So I have like pictures of me. (laughs) I have pictures of me suctioning him and I'm like, you know, doing the ugly cry and the showers going and there's towels down everywhere and, you know, we're all soaked and we just walk on over to the bed and I hop up in the bed with you know, my baby in my arms. And then within like a couple minutes after me getting into the bed, the rest of the birth team comes rushing in. So the birth assistant and the student midwife and the photographer. And at this point, you know, the the hormones have kicked in. So the adrenaline rather. So I'm just like on cloud nine with my baby. And I was like, yeah, I just, I just pushed him out. Like, (laughs) so it went from, 
you know, maybe 7 a.m., me calling my midwife to getting in that shower to him being born at 12.10. So my labor pattern was not at all. I was expecting, mentally like expecting to reach that point just from my own experience, especially with home birth. I feel like most people are really just out of hospital birth. Most people hit that point of like, you hit transition or you're kind of in the home stretch and it gets real and it gets intense and, you know, maybe you're shaking or hot or you just hit that wall of like, I don't know if I can do this anymore. Like, this is really hard. You know, give me the epidural, take me to the hospital, just something needs to happen. And I never hit that point. It went from really me asking for that nap, laying down, my doula setting me up to my water breaking two contractions later and me rushing into the shower um, to get ready to push him out. So I had this expectation that, again, it would be this marathon experience and that it would be okay if my labor was longer. And I always visualized having him at night. I never pictured having him at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. So I mean, even though it was super fast and I know my birth team, my my midwife um, multiple times went over how the birth happened because, of course, her not being there before I pushed him out was not part of the plan and not how how things typically go. Um, but I, I have had a lot of peace about how everything went. And um, I also really felt like my birth team did such a great job of supporting me throughout the process and helping to prepare me that in that moment, I was so locked into my like labor zone and so confident that it never crossed my mind of like, there was a moment before I pushed him out where I did need her permission. And I, those kind of thoughts were running through my head. Like I haven't had a cervical check. Like, is it safe? Am I safe? Is he safe? And she, um, you know, gave me, gave me permission because he was crowning to go ahead and push. So that was maybe the one moment that I was like, am I supposed to be doing this? Like, you know, the rest of the birth team hasn't made it yet. Like, should I wait? What's going to happen? But I do feel like, um, I just had a lot of peace about it. And, um, I just was still grateful for all of the preparation and support throughout the process. And during the process, even if it was a little unconventional with it being over FaceTime unintentionally because of how quickly things escalated. I'm just, I, the whole story is just amazing, right? Um, I think about so often in birth when women go to a place of solitude, even if you're not necessarily thinking I'm going to go be by myself, right? It's so Mm -hmm. intuitive in that going off to the shower (laughs) and how things just can really take a turn when you're by yourself, you're comfortable, you're feeling safe because you're in your own home, right? Um, And your body just began to do more of the work, right? And just the the time that you had with your birth team outside of like the midwife and the birth assistant not being there on time, 
everything else just kind of worked the way it's supposed to. When we Mm -hmm. think about as birth workers, right, you think about all the things we tell our clients and it's like, really, that's exactly how it could happen. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just with it being so much faster than expected. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, they were kind of, I was really particular about who I wanted because that's another thing I feel like you get to know a lot of people in the community and um, I don't know, there's like those personal relationships and professional relationships and those people that you just connect with. So the student midwife who's now, she's a licensed midwife now, um, was one of the first people I met when I was trying to get into doula work. And so she was one of the first doulas that I, um, you know, was reached out to try to shadow her and asked her a lot of information. And now, you know, fast forward when I'm having my first baby, she's on her journey to become a midwife. And typically they um, didn't really come out to Fort Worth. But just because of the relationship we had, and I just really wanted her to be there, they were like, okay, we can make it work. And I think like, I don't, it's not at all like, I think between the way just things unfolded and that little um, bit of information was just kind of like, it's really unusual the way everything happened. Um, Cause that's definitely not their, their norm. <laughs> but um you know, I still, I still, like you said, one of the books that just made me think of something, my, my midwife did recommend the book birthing. Um, is it birthing from within? And that was one of the takeaways was like that instinctual, like you kind of go into your cave, whether it's, you know, literal, if you want to be in a dark, quiet corner of your room or wherever your, you know, birthing space is, or if it's like figuratively that you kind of go into this place and it's like you have all these people supporting you and holding space for you, but it's that that solitude and just your your body and your baby working together. So your midwife gets there. How does postpartum go for you, even from the point that you delivered your placenta? Did you deliver the placenta in the shower too? No, I actually delivered the placenta in the bed. And um, at that point, they were there. And um, I just remember just being on such a high from the rush of everything. And um, my photographer had made it at that point. So I have a lot of great images of like the immediate postpartum period. And um, I did end up needing stitches I think it was probably a combination of the positions I was in and just having to push them out very quickly. So I did get stitches and um, they did the newborn exam and everything um, right there in the bedroom. And my mother-in-law came and brought me food and she was the first family member to um, meet our baby and I remember uh, I wanted to take a shower again (laughs) after I delivered the placenta and to get cleaned up and change. And I 
kind of like from all the hormones and everything had the shakes and they were like, you just need to relax for a little bit. And I remember them like giving me peppermint oil, um, to smell. So I wouldn't get too nauseous or too faint. And I remember, um, my midwife and my doula feeding me spoonfuls of honey and, um, them helping me to the bathroom to empty my bladder. And, um, it really felt like, like even though I would have loved to have had those pictures of me laboring, I do love that I have so many pictures of the immediate postpartum because it highlights some of my favorite things about the experience of having midwifery care of just seeing everybody work together and everyone really cater to us and our space. And, you know, my midwife, I have like a picture of my two midwives holding me up and I'm like, wearing it depends and like one has a spoon of honey and is like feeding me honey so it's just kind of I feel like that period too really captures the other side of midwifery where from my experience in the birth it's very like there's so much respect and trust and being there ready and willing to support and to help and intervene when needed, but not like overly, like over intervening or like being too, too hands-on unnecessarily. But then in those moments where you are really vulnerable and need someone to hold you up, whether, you know, literally or figuratively, those pictures from that postpartum really capture that for me, just like having them hold me up and the pictures of them helping me initiate breastfeeding and, you know, the food being brought to my side. Um, so again, even though different than expectations, like still capturing that was really special. And how are things once you guys kind of got settled in, in that first few weeks or so postpartum? The first few weeks were really I won't say it all. It definitely was not easy, but the first few weeks went a lot smoother than I anticipated. And I think that has a lot to do with the preparation that I did for postpartum. So we did have that initial shock of like, okay, the birth team leaves and we are now at home with this tiny human where the instructions like, are y'all just going to leave us here with this baby? (laughs) So there's that feeling. And I did have um, my my midwives did come to me for home visits after the first few days after um, I had a postpartum doula that helped me make sure that I was eating and um, I just had like a nice little setup in my room where I had my cart of essentials right beside me and my bassinet and I'm normally not a TV person like that but we don't have a TV in the bedroom, but we moved our TV. We have one TV in our home. So we moved the TV into the bedroom. And I just remember binge watching everything under the sun because I took the whole uh, like lying in process really seriously with trying to follow like the first 40 days and eating, um, you know, warming foods and drinking lots of liquids and wearing socks and staying in the bed the first week and around the bed the second week. And then finally around the third and fourth weeks, I started like getting out on the patio more and like taking walks. 
um, you know, in our yard and around our block. And that I feel like because I had that support and preparation, it went really smoothly. And I didn't feel like I was scrambling to to like just scrounge for food and find things to eat because I didn't have meals prepared or, you know, didn't have the supplies I needed. So I actually prepared and froze meals um, while I was pregnant. So I had like instant pot meals and like frozen muffins and little breakfast tacos and things I could heat easily. And I was a lot more sore than I thought I would be. So physically postpartum was more difficult for me than really the pregnancy and my birth. Um, I had a lot of swelling and then I had the stitches. So getting in and out of bed, going to the bathroom, getting around the house, I needed a lot of help. And um, my husband was really great about helping me with that. But it was, it was definitely, it was, it was hard um, because you know, I see other people, you know, have a vaginal birth and then be in my chiropractic office ready for their postpartum visits within, you know, like a few days or a week or two. And I didn't feel ready to really leave my house until like week three or four. Because even just getting around, like walking around, I was kind of shuffling around the house because I was I was so sore. I'm glad you had the support that you needed, though, in that time, because it can feel like once you've had a birth that went like that, where you were sowing your power, and then it can feel really challenging to go through a postpartum period that is harder, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, hey, I did all the things, right? Yeah. Um, I'm resting. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. My birth, my my whole pregnancy has been healthy. Um, and just, I guess this everyone is different. It just reminds us that, you know, and it may have been what you needed even longer than before you gave birth, right? To just sit in that space of um, needing to rely on other people, right? As you this motherhood journey, um, that's a hard part of it, right? Um, Not having to do everything yourself or feeling like that if you don't do the thing, then it doesn't get done or that, um, you're the only person that can do it the right way kind of thing, right? Yeah. See with um, a lot of moms, right? Um, And so having that space in the beginning kind of gave you permission, right, to seek the support you needed. Yeah. Yeah, because it it was definitely that, that part, needing as much help as I did, um, caught me by surprise. What would you like to share, if anything else, with our listeners um, in terms of resources or advice? Um, I think one of the, a few of the biggest things that I did that I feel like helped me have a positive experience because that's the thing that I always, not just for myself, but even like doula clients, there's only so many things kind of like we we're talking about with postpartum, you know, like it just kind of was what it was. Like my physical healing journey was a little bit more difficult than I expected. And you can do all the things and make all the plans and, and do the right stuff and still, you know, 
the process has its twists and turns. But throughout the whole process, I the fact that I felt supported and um, empowered and that my wishes were respected, I felt safe. I feel like that contributed more to me feeling like I have a, had a positive outcome than how my baby arrived earthside. And so that's something that I really try to um, share with people when it comes to, you know, building your team is considering those factors, you know, who is actually supportive and, um, you know, giving you that autonomy and respecting your decision-making, um, empowering you because there's so much that goes into it and so much unknown that I feel like one thing you can control is your, your surroundings and who's, who's with you, you know, to a degree. So to really pursue that, um, as much as you can, I know with access to, like home birth and midwifery-led care and out-of-hospital birth facilities and insurance coverage. It's a whole thing, and not everyone is able to have that type of access to that type of home birth experience I did, um, depending on where you live and um, you know what your resources are and what you have access to. But with whatever is in your power to find that support system that that is a huge key in you having a positive experience and you coming out of it holistically healthy and supported. Um, So that's really the main thing. Um, As far as any resources or anything, I actually do have um, my motherhood journey has inspired me to podcast as well. So I was blogging and had a hard time keeping up with that, with having my little one, with, you know, the writing and editing and everything that goes into that. So I share a lot of my doula and chiropractic wisdom on there, but also just, you know, real stuff, real life stuff as a new mom, that shift in identity and having to um, juggle all the different roles we juggle is on my podcast, the Multifaceted Mama podcast. Um, I'm super active on Instagram. It's um, just my name at Dr. Lauren Collins. So if you're a social media person, I try to do the same thing, share um, information as I learn, um, try to connect people with resources for um, birth and parenting and postpartum and holistic health as much as possible because it's something that I love and I'm super passionate about. So that's, that's pretty much it. Thank you. And all that will be in our show notes for everyone to check out and connect with you there as well. Um, Thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're very for listening to Birth Stories in Color. To hear this show and other episodes, head to birthstoriesincolor.com. 